0: He tēnei nā te reo irirangi o There's always some new diet or workout or gadget to help us look better, get fitter, be healthier.
1: I'm going for right round the middle.
0: Some are less comfortable than others. God, I don't want to do this to you. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and we're told no pain, no gain. <laughs> Will this get easier? Yeah. <laughs> Oh my. Oh. But one of the latest contraptions that promises to help us get perfect curves looks a lot like a blast from the past.
1: Usually, like in the period dramas, they have someone else to do this. That's <laughs> and I'll just hold on to the post while someone like pulls those
0: bits of ribbon really tight. Are waist trainers, which look like a modern day corset, healthy or just a really uncomfortable hoax? It's <laughs> very tight. Di- Are you
1: okay? What does I'm it feel like, I haven't tried breathing yet.
0: <laughs> Welcome to Season 3 of Healthy or Hoax, the podcast where we find out if the latest health and wellbeing trends really are as good as they claim to be. We look at the research, talk to experts, and put these fads to the test so that you don't have to. For this first episode of Season 3, we're looking into whether waist trainers can really squeeze our tummies into shape.
2: Hey guys, so check out my IG stories right now. I just posted, I'm heading to the gym, but I always have my waist trainer underneath my outfit. This
0: is Kim Kardashian.
2: Just because it's the perfect mix of a material that really snatches you, but also is really like breathable and stretchy, so it doesn't really suffocate you.
0: If you don't know who Kim Kardashian is... Uh, where have you been? And, well, I don't even know how to describe her. Google her and she's tagged as a socialite. But the Kardashian family have their own long-running reality TV show, and Kim is one of the biggest influences in the world. She's a big reason waist trainers have become so popular.
2: A waist trainer is a gift that I used to give to all of my friends right after they had a baby. Um, To me, they just make me feel really... Snatched.
0: So the waist trainer's supposed to help you lose weight and tone your stomach. Kim Kardashian's own shapewear line has waist trainers that sell for about $100, but generally they seem to cost more like $30 to $50. We picked up one for $40 to see how it, well, shapes up. Ooh, OK. So, thanks for shopping at NZ Muscle. You don't want muscles. Oh, do you want muscles in your puku? <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: I'd like some. I've got none currently.
0: <laughs> Ali Jay, Sorry, producer and sometimes host of RNZ's First Up program, kind of offered like, to give it a go. It
1: looks like a big bit of elastic with maybe 15 sort of bra-style hooks down what I'm assuming is the front yeah. or the back. So it's very Helena and Carter, isn't it? It is. And are you meant to wear them for exercise? Or is really? this full-time? Can I take it off at night? I think you better. <laughs> and also,
0: while you're doing exercise, I mean, I wore compressed underwear accidentally to a touch gun. In fact, my head was going to pop off.
1: <laughs> Luckily, I don't do a lot of exercise, so it won't be too much of a problem. So what do you think it might do if
0: you would read the hype? What do you think it might do?
1: I think it might kind of discourage you from eating as much as you usually do, but by a system of literally just crushing your stomach <laughs> so that you can't, you feel full more quickly um, and you can't physically eat anymore. So it's and not so, about
0: actually squishing your body, you think?
1: No, they call it, yeah, because it's called a waist trainer. But I'm not sure if it's training your waist or training your stomach or your appetite really so that you just aren't eating as much food as you would usually eat. And so therefore, you kind of you lose a bit of weight, or you yeah. your yeah your body starts to um, function. Fingers crossed on less food. Do you <laughs> are you a person quite committed
0: to comfortable clothing, or you don't mind discomfort?
1: Uh, I would say quite committed to comfortable clothing. I wake up, I do really early morning shifts, um, so usually get up about half past three, and so it's everything comfortable. But it also means that I'm eating about four meals a day, like full. Like early breakfast to dinner, I would say I have about four meals a day. Mm. So we'll see. We'll have to see how this goes. Let's see how much time you have to schedule to putting it on. Do you want to give yeah. it a go? Oh yeah, because I might to wake up another up five three. minutes. <laughs> <laughs> five, well, yeah, move my routine from ten minutes to fifteen maybe. Once
0: Ellie got it on.
1: Okay. Okay. Oh, it feels it's like it's very small.
0: God, I don't want to do this to you.
1: Oh
3: my God.
1: <laughs> he meant to get. So this is the middle. Oh no, I've gone. I've This is really tough, actually. Hold on. How do your legs feel? Oh, yeah, okay, actually. I feel taller.
0: Do you? Yeah, You're kind of squeezed.
1: Ah, really? oh, okay, squeezed Like up. I'm in a tube. It doesn't actually feel as tight as I thought it would. Now it's on. It does make me feel like. My posture's been really bad. Once she got
0: it on, she took the waist trainer home and wore it for a week so that she could report back to us.
1: The first day I wore it for about four hours and then each day since then, between six and eight hours, I reckon. So I usually get up uh, at about quarter to four in the morning and I was wearing it from when I got up to maybe ten o'clock or midday, I think. And that's when I would get home and sit down and think, actually, it's quite... quite restrictive and there were a few days that um, I just thought I can't I can't do this at all actually.
3: Can't bear it. (laughs)
1: Can't bear it yeah. So what were the parts that you were feeling were not so bearable? It didn't so much change what I wanted to eat or how much I was eating it did make me sit up a bit straighter Um, but it also did start to feel quite painful after a couple of hours I would say and I feel like it was When it began to mould into that shape, it then began to almost kind of fold in half on itself. So I feel like maybe it didn't have the structural integrity it needed or maybe I was putting too much strain on it. The thing that strikes me with this new
0: generation of waist trainers is just how similar they are to corsets, something women threw off a century ago.
2: Well, if you're looking at 19th century, um, they were made out of um, a very heavy sort of thick fabric like a buckram or a twill, and early on they were shaped with um, boning made out of baleen. This is Claire Renault.
0: She's a senior curator at the Papa and an expert in the history of fashion.
2: A lot of it was about posture and scaffolding really for clothing. Prior to corsets, women wore stays. They were sort of almost in a V-shaped conical. So if you, if you look at like um, Elizabethan paintings, you'll see that they're quite a strange shape. They sort of have these cone-shaped bodies. That was the fashionable shape. And with a corset that actually Cinched in the waist. And that sort of started to happen in the late 1820s when metal eyelets were introduced. And metal eyelets meant that they could be pulled really tight. In fact, so tight that they sometimes fainted, didn't they? Yeah, and it's because when you pulled them in, um, you know, you're restricting your diaphragm, so you've got to breathe quite um, shallowly. There's lots of stories of people fainting at balls and things, but it's because, yeah, they had to breathe very shallowly, and a little bit of exercise or, you know, would um, exhaust you.
1: Guys, I'm waist training while I'm doing the Stairmaster at the same time.
2: So they would exercise in corsets? They did later on. So, yeah, from about the 1870s, exercise like tennis became a fashionable sport. Um, Women began to play golf. 1890s, they began to cycle. And while you had a group of dress reformers lobbying um, to sort of throw the corset aside, a lot of people still said, no, 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 you still need to wear a corset. And, of course, the corset industry responded to the trend in exercise by creating, new, in theory, new types of corsets. So you've got the athletic corset and the special cycling corset, and they made ventilated corsets. But those so-called health corsets still had, you know, a metal piece of metal going right down the front of the stomach, you still had boning. And, like, the Wimbledon Tennis um, Museum has corsets in its collection that are sort of covered in blood because oh. the, the, um, when you did sort of um, exercise or move, you could break the bones, oh which would pierce through, you know, your clothing and your skin. Ellie is horrified, aren't you? Yeah, that sounds awful. (laughs) And I believe there was an electrical fad as well? Yeah, in the 1880s, that's one of my favourite ones, um, Dr Scott's um, electric corsets. And they weren't actually electric. The boning was um, magnetised steel, and he called himself a medical electrician. And at that time, he was promoting along with a range of people, electricity is having all these cure properties.
0: I think we could do a, um, I guess, a post-analysis on that healthier hoax. That was in the hoax category.
2: Yeah, definitely in the, <laughs> the hoax, because it was said that the electrical power was meant to be in constant contact with your vital organs and, you know, sort of doing lots of good things.
0: Actually, speaking of vital organs,
2: did corsets have any long-term negative impacts on women? It's quite debatable there's been a lot of arguments around that and corsets were of course in the medical press all through the 19th century and they were blamed for all sorts of ailments from gallstones to insanity and even consumption which of course you know men also suffered from consumption and so a lot of that has been disproved but especially with um, tight lacing it could cause damage to your reproductive systems and it did squash your internal organs and your muscles. And, of course, by wearing a corset as well, you didn't have to work your core muscles or your back muscles. So, you know, you, your muscles didn't sort of do naturally what they were meant to do.
0: I know you can't see the one that Ellie was wearing, but it's. It, can you see a similarity with corsets? Yeah, definitely. And what do you think of waist trainers?
2: Well, having looked at some of the advertisements and what they claim, like weight loss, I'd sort of put them in the Dr. Scott (laughs) category. (laughs) Um, And particularly, I think when, yeah, I think the weight loss really comes down to um, people not necessarily wanting to eat.
1: It's interesting to hear that they were saying you need to build up. If you've been wearing a corset, you need to then gradually build up your abdominal muscles and your um, postural muscles and that kind of thing. Because that's one of the things that it says it will help with, this modern waist trainer. But it did feel like I was being kind of hoisted into one place. I don't know over time how it would measure kind of my abdominal strength versus not wearing it, that kind of thing. But interesting to hear that you had to retrain your body to do the functions that you should be able to do just from wearing it. Just
2: naturally, yeah. Yeah.
0: This seems like a good place to bring in Susan
3: Kohut. Hello, Susan speaking.
0: Kohut is a physiotherapist and lecturer at Auckland University of Technology. You might recognise her from our episode on Shakti mats, another device that seems kind of
3: torturous. You know, you Google something like waist trainer and it comes up with words like sweat belt, slimming workout belt, body trainer, muscle waist trainer. And the the idea is basically to train your body into a smaller size and lose weight through sweat.
0: There are three claims in there. The first is weight loss.
3: Now, weight loss through heating in an area is what they call thermogenesis.
0: But Kohat says there's no evidence that a waist trainer can help with thermogenesis because it's not really heating up your abdominal fat.
3: So you might be sweating in your waist, but then that's generalised body fluid that you're losing, not specifically fat off your middle.
0: The second thing is
3: toned muscles. The evidence all says in capital letters, no. Because <laughs> muscles are toned through activity. The little sarcomeres and the, all the little tiny parts of the muscle have to move to, to actually get strengthened or toned. And so that doesn't happen passively. You know, you, somebody else can't do it for you or or a garment can't do it for you. That could temporarily assist with weak postural muscles and control because it's giving you a sense of where you might need to be and your brain needs to feel that to know where to be so that it can work with the muscles to get you in a better position. But you still need to strengthen your muscles to hold you up. Um, So no to no more toned muscles. And the final claim is shape. If that's what you want... Yes, it will help you with that, but there's lots of other discourses, and these are all largely negative.
0: So, so far, a waist trainer won't help you lose weight or tone muscles, but it can squeeze you into a specific shape.
2: Tighter! Is she to breathe, Mama? I was able to squeeze my waist into the size of an orange and a half
0: when I was Prudence's age. Your sister shall do the same. The thing is, just like with corsets, there are some downsides to squeezing your body into a shape that it's really not. Like the fact that constricting your lower ribs and diaphragm could affect your ability to breathe properly, a kind of important body function.
3: A good breath is one where our shoulders are relatively relaxed and the air pushes down in our tummy ever so imperceptibly, swells out, you know, below our ribs. So if you can't use your diaphragm, then you're not going to be able to breathe well.
0: And Cohart says not using your diaphragm actually weakens your tummy muscles.
3: I see it because I do quite a lot of work with older adults. And a lot of ladies who have chronic back pain talk about the older, when they were younger, they had back pain and they wore corsets or stays to help hold their back up for them. So long term, they would probably develop more back pain problems because inadvertently their muscles got weak.
0: That does not sound good.
3: Oh, it gets worse. (laughs) Okay, so there was a 1998 study and it found that if the diaphragm and lower ribs are constricted, it will alter normal breathing in by up to about 29%. Um, A little study in 2008 where they compared people wearing waist trainers versus those not wearing them found that there was a significant reduction in the ability to take a deep breath. So they talked about the secondary issues, they're becoming shortness of breath, pain and sweating. And then that 2015 study postulated corsetry, because it increases the pressure of your tummy because it's pulling everything in, it will correspondingly then cause you to lower your heart rate And then in some individuals, they had a reduced blood flow to their peripheries, like their fingertips, by about 36%. So it's not good for health. That also means that if you're wearing something like that, if you're wanting to participate in sport or at the gym, you're actually using your body to a lesser capacity wearing one than you would be if you were um, not wearing one.
0: And while this science is current, we've long known squeezing your middle into an unnatural shape isn't exactly healthy.
3: Even in 1829, doctors were writing of things like neurasthenia, which is this vague malady of the nerves, where you got weakness and dizziness and fainting. And even in the early 1820s, they were linking this to a too tighter lacing of the stays. So you still wore it, but you didn't wear it so tightly. Um, But what they talked about even then was hyperventilation syndrome because you're not able to breathe in so much. So you actually breathe harder um, to get more blood, more oxygen into your lungs, which actually makes you get 100% oxygen in your lungs, so then you get dizzy. They also talked about getting what they called ptosis of the viscera, which basically translates to constipation. So they were talking about poor use of the lower cage to breathe, reduction of fat in the area, abdominal muscle weakness, and this causing defective intra-abdominal pressure. And this is the 1800s. They also linked causes to uterine and vaginal prolapse. You've squished your middle in so tight that something has to expand above and below. So if you've got too much pressure going on because you've got a tight stay on, it's going to cause more pressure to go onto your pelvic floor, which then potentially could cause more problems with leakage in later life.
0: And Cohart is pretty clear about whether waist trainers work.
3: I wish. <laughs> I wish there was, but the only product has to come from you, the individual, to actually exercise your body and basically we have to learn to embrace what we've got and make the best of it mm. as we so desire but to make the best of it a healthy toned body to me looks an awful lot nicer than a artificially constrained one
0: so, given the evidence, we're giving waist trainers a Healthier Hoax rating of one. There's no science to back up claims they work for weight loss or muscle toning. And while they're perfectly fine as shapewear, they might actually end up doing more harm than good. As for Ellie, the best bit about wearing the waist trainer was... taking it off.
1: It's like the feeling when you've been wearing an uncomfortable bra for too long and you take it off and you're like... Oh. But with sort of 15 times that, because it's got 15 of these little hooks all the way along it. I feel like it almost felt like being in a tube, like those, um, you know, sort of the pastry the pastry <laughs> tubes that they fill with all the, um, like, creme... Like a brandy snap. That, like a brandy snap. I felt like one of those. And then afterwards, you just kind of go, oh... Oh my god, that's so much that's so much better. Oh it feels like a relief. And its success in training her waist. If it's meant to suppress your appetite, I didn't notice that at all. Yeah. Or you were able to push through. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's it.
0: Maybe I was just so determined. Thanks for listening to Healthier Hoax, hosted by me, Stacey Morrison. A shout out to Ali J for trialing the waist trainer, a somewhat torturous experience, Aroha mai e hoa, and to Claire Renault and Susan Kohart for sharing their expertise. This episode was produced by Liz Garten and mixed by Jeremy Veal. The executive producer is Tim Watkin. You can find all the Healthier Hoax episodes on the RNZ website or any of the podcasting apps. While you're there, check out RNZ's other brilliant podcasts like the ever-popular Our Changing World. And subscribe so you don't miss the next episode where we'll look into CBD and hemp-based beauty products.
3: Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A. FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you.